Hey you guys, welcome to 20 Days in Abroad podcast. Today is the host Carolina and I'm here with Rudolf. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hello everyone, I am Rudolf. Uh, I am from Riga, Latvia and I'm very happy to be here. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. Why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, about your childhood, where were you born? You already mentioned Riga, which languages you spoke, how was your study years and all siblings, whatever you prefer. Okay, well, that's a lot, a lot of questions <laughs> in one question. Uh, well, I would say my childhood has been pretty standard as someone from Riga. Uh, quite a normal upbringing in Latvia. Um, I have two older brothers, and we sort of spend a lot of our childhood, like, you know, on the farm, uh, like many Latvian kids do. Um, they have their own sort of, you know, um, retreat homes where they, you know, can play and things like that. So I would attribute most of my childhood to that. But then also, I would say, you know, most of my education was in Riga. And uh, sort of that's what I identify myself with the most. Um, in terms of languages, um, yeah. Uh, most kids growing up in Latvia, I'd say, other than Latvian, also learn Russian. For me, oh, that do you speak really it? I don't really speak it that much. I only understand it pretty well. Uh, it just, for me, it was always something else. It was uh, either German or English. Yes, uh, it's true. It's always also in Latvia, it's either Russian or German. It's never, mm-hmm. it's rarely both of them. Yeah, what about you? Do, do you are you good at Russian? Well, I am from a very mixed family. Mm-hmm. And I do speak also Russian at home. Oh, I see. And, and no one, in Latvia, no one really knows it because I never really said it. But yes, I'm coming from a mixed family. Uh, we don't oh, really cool. have one. Like, my mom is Russian Tatar. My dad is more Polish roots than any other. And we had only one. Like, my grandfather was Latvian. That's why I have Latvian last name, Latvian passport and all. I do speak the language. You know that. We went to the same school. I do speak the language pretty well, I would say. I think I, without accent. Yeah, and that's interesting to hear that, you know, I didn't know that you had such, you know, mixed roots. Because for me, it's more like I I think my family is totally Latvian. All yeah. Parents and their parents, from what I know, are like but Latvian. I think so. it's it's kind of, it's both, both these cases are rare because of the history. And like to have completely Latvian, Latvian, everything. Is mm-hmm. quite rare because there are some people that have some different roots. And my case is also quite rare because I'm completely a big mix of everything. Mm, I see. Well, do you think that sort of influenced how you how you grew up, or? Would you oh say? yes, of course. You grew up in very in a very patriotic country mm-hmm. with a very mixed background. Mm, I see. Yeah, I mean, I would say Latvia is pretty patriotic, but. Uh, even though I am so Latvian, uh, I don't think our family was like that much into that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because if you come from a really Latvian family, you would expect that it's the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I guess ethnically we are. It's just it's not that big, not that big of a part of what our traditions are and what we do. And I think that sort of also is one of the reasons why all the children in my family are now sort of living abroad. Uh, yeah, your brother, doesn't your brother live in the same city with you? Uh, kind of. Uh, so I, I mentioned I have two older brothers. 
um, one of them is like uh, one year older than me, and he also lives pretty close, like you know, forty minutes away from me. Um, and yeah, so I really enjoy that actually, actually having some family here. And then I have another brother who's like seven years older, and he lives like two hours away from me in, in a different city. Wow, that's like you are all in the same, like you're all three of you are in Bavaria. Which it's not exactly, I guess, but like South no? But uh, yes, it's really nice. For example, we can sometimes meet up all together. That's you know, you really think that, you know, since everyone's living abroad, we never see each other again. But in my case, that's I'm uh, lucky to to have them here. Yes, it's really amazing thing. My dream would be like living in with my sister at least in the same country, but it has never happened so far. But you have really that's less. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so, so we were talking about languages, right? Yes, we were talking about languages. <laughs> yeah. Well, you speak perfect German, I assume. Um, In high school. I, I was, actually. I, I learned German for 12 years. So starting with first grade. But, um, yeah, I would say nothing really In those 12 years prepared me for when I actually came here. So I would not say it's perfect in, in, in any sense. Um, yeah, it was actually quite difficult first coming here. And, you know, people uh, coming here for exchange programs and staying here for a year or a semester, it's usually sort of uh, assumed that they don't really know the language and, uh, you know, they just speak English. But when you're coming here for a longer time, uh, I think people sort of expect you to speak, you know, the native language very well. Uh, which I, I didn't particularly do, and I struggled with that a lot actually um, in my first uh, first years. Uh, you know, just relating with the local people, sort of, you know, integrating myself here. Yes, it has been quite difficult actually. Well, you're always will be someone from another country, so you can never really integrate to the fullest. You can do as much as you can, but it will it will be always a slightly different. You're right, you're right. It's just, yeah, because one thing is learning, you know, German in school, but then another thing is completely different when you come here, you know, especially in Bavaria, a place with a very strong dialect, usually. I just wanted and to talk about this, because when I lived in Switzerland, I had a doctor that was coming from Bavaria, and he was still like, I try to speak German as much as I can, because I was learning there, and now I live also in Austria, so... Three different countries, and the German is completely different. He was talking to me, and at first I was like, "Geez, oh my gosh, I I don't think I can get to it." And then he was like, "Do you understand?" And then he started speaking slowlier, and then at some point he was like, "You know what? Next time when I came, he was just speaking in English." To me. How's your German actually? Well, I was uh, I finished B two level in uh, Switzerland, but with high German, not with the Swiss German. And I didn't speak it for over a year. And I came here uh, in Austria. The teacher tested me and he said, okay, let's try C1 level. And after one month, he put me in B2. Because he was like, it's fine, but I use very simple words. And I repeat them all the time. So I don't have enough words. I don't have enough vocabulary. But I can can easily speak to people. It's not a problem for me. Well, probably not as good as you. But because, you live like you, because okay, tell me we went we met in Riga State a German gymnasium. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't spoke, speak a word in German, and unfortunately, I cheated on all my tests, I will be honest. But you actually went to the German class, and you were having German a lot. I know, I know. And I went also to these sort of like debating competitions in Germany. Oh my God. But still, I feel whenever I did come here, it was not, I was not that comfortable actually speaking to like native speakers in Germany. So I still tend to speak English, at least at the start. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a lot about, you know, what you're comfortable with. Because whenever you do come to a different country, right, it's like, not only do you have to adjust to the language, you're also, you know, in a completely alien environment. So I think just sticking to something you know, like, for example, for me, it was English, something you know much more comfortably, I think, yeah, that's kind of what saved me, you know. That's kind of what mm-hmm. actually let me talk to people at all. Okay, I see that. But how was, uh, in the high school, you were also doing the German test? Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of it. What level it's did you the, get, if I may ask? It was called the DSD2, uh, and I got uh, the level C1. But that's incredible. Congratulations on that. Because to get C1 level, it's not easy. And you didn't live in Germany back then. That is true. That is true. And 12 yeah. studying in Latvia to get C1 level, it's really like congratulations on that. I must say, it, it did feel like a big accomplishment back then. But, you know, yeah, like I said, I, I feel it definitely doesn't prepare you as well as it should. No, um, it doesn't. Actual talking experience. Because, like, yeah, you can write a test. Yeah, you can do, like, a grammar or something. But actually talking to someone, you know, in German, that's, like, a completely different thing. Yes, but we are talking about German grammar, so that's really impressive still. It's not easy. It's, no one really knows about Latvian language, I think, abroad. But Latvian language is very difficult. And it's kind of easier to learn German because we speak Latvian, in my opinion. There are some similarities, not too many. But sound little because the like both languages are complicated, but German is like next level complicated. That is true. Yeah, some words it's always funny to find you know, sort of words that are in Latvian that are actually yeah. Like often when I was in a German class when I didn't know the word in German, the teacher asked me and I was like, um, I said a word in Latvian. They're like, yeah, how did you know that? I'm like, I just said word in Latvian. It worked. <laughs> it doesn't work always. It's like one in a thousand word, but possibilities are yeah so i do feel that you know when it comes to studying abroad and like living in different countries i think language is definitely the main barrier uh, of entry there like at least for me that's sort of been the main struggle um what about you like is well, that sort of something you have problems with or i don't know it sounds like you just naturally adapt to wherever you go oh well i wouldn't say so if I'm completely honest, because after I graduated high school, I didn't really speak English well. And I had really big insecurity about this because I'm an extrovert. And I moved to the Netherlands and I was I was an extrovert, but I was introverted because of my language barrier. Yeah, I remember yeah, I raising, exactly the same way. I remember raising a hand in exam and asking what this question means because I just didn't, I couldn't, like, I didn't get the idea. I couldn't translate it even. I spoke English very poorly and only because of my best friend who was kind of at that time really trying to be friends with me and I was not really up, uh, like coming forward because of the language bar. I'm still to this day thankful to her because we're like friends. It's been like four years. 
she's going to visit me next week. And uh, she always visits me wherever I go. And we're still very good friends, but mostly I think because of her or, or other people, I learned English. I didn't speak, wow. so I really experienced language barrier as well. And now for four years forward, I speak English fluently. I think it's not perfect, obviously. I still make mistakes, but now I don't care. I speak almost four languages, so it's normal to make mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it's just about being comfortable. I feel the mistakes are really Exactly, and I think when once the person feels comfortable with being uncomfortable, it's easier to make mistakes. True, true, true. You have to yeah. let yourself make mistakes. Yes, you have to let, and also, like, whenever you learn a new language, you have, like, it sounds weird in your head. It does, but some words, just, they're always problematic, but, yeah. I actually really like what you said, that, you know, you were an extrovert, but you sort of, you know, felt like an introvert because you couldn't really, you know, socialize that well in a new language. I feel like that's exactly what happened to me as well. Like, you know, in high school, you know, everyone, you know everyone, you talk to everyone. And so immediately for me, I just completely, after high school, switched my whole life, basically coming here. And like, you know, landed in a completely new, new spot in my life. And it was like kind of a shock, you know, I, I couldn't really be the person I was. Like, uh, you know, the sociable and extroverted person. So it, it took me a really long time to, you know, learn to be that again because that's that's what I'm most comfortable with. Um, for a while, I was thinking, yeah, am I actually an introvert? Am I? Why am I struggling so hard with this? But I think it's just more, of, you know, getting used to. It's an all I completely yeah, exactly. agree. I completely relate to this because yeah, in high school it was easy. Everyone knows everyone. If you want to do something, there will be always people around. If you want to hang out, we just talk, ask for help. But it's also different to do it in another language, not just environment. But to say those words in completely different languages also the barrier you're crossing. Yeah. Uh, how did you decide to move to Germany? Tell me this story. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a good question, actually. Uh, so, as I mentioned, I have two brothers, right? And one of them was already studying here in the Technical University of Munich. Um, the one that's younger than the two. And, well, so that's where I sort of got the idea to study here. First of all, I, I wanted to come here to study mathematics. So I applied to here, but also to back in Latvia to the Latvian University. And, uh, you know, I started going to Latvian University, actually, but then I got accepted here. And it was such a struggle actually deciding what I want to do. Um, it took me like about a full month, I would say, to, to come to this conclusion. And the conclusion was, yeah, you know, I might as well try it. You know, my brother's here. I'll try it for a little bit <laughs> and see what happens. And then, you know, this happens. Uh, and now I'm stuck here forever. <laughs> well, not forever. You can always move afterwards. But tell me, like... How, how was the whole thing? Because you moved, did you move with your brother? Was he helping you out or were you completely on your own? Uh, honestly, I kind of forgot. Uh, no, at first, at first I moved in with my brother. Um, like, it was pretty far from where I was staying, but I still moved in with him uh, and, uh, and someone who is now his wife. Uh, and it was quite nice, the three of us, uh, in a new sort of country. But, you know, it did, it did, you know, become an interesting experience for me personally, because like, you know, I left everything I had behind, 
you know. Um, but how did it happen? It was actually really difficult to, to apply to here and get here for me. For example, maybe you remember we had this um, sort of day at the end of high school where you got your diplomas. Um, and uh, graduation. Yeah. And basically what I had to do to make the deadline for applying is I had to, on, like, as earliest as I could, in like 8 in the morning, so the graduation was like in afternoon, I had to go like to the school office and just get my diploma uh, in the morning, go to like, uh, to like a translator or something, translate it, go to the German embassy to, to get something, and then like, oh. and then go to my graduation already. Oh my! And then I got the, like the the paper, like the, the little uh, you know carton. It was empty. It had no diploma. So, uh, <laughs> no. Because I had already taken it in the morning. Well, uh, that's interesting because yes, in Latvia we do need to translate, and we also need notary for it. So it's a completely oh, different building. Yes, it's two completely different things, and it takes time. Yeah, it was it was definitely a hassle, and it had the I don't know, and especially like. German, the Germans have like really like strong bureaucracy, and you had to like send so many different papers, and so many things needed to be like notarized and approved, and then sent to like the German embassy or something. It was it was definitely a struggle, um, but in the end, I think it was worth it. You know. Well, definitely. But the, like you are saying that you sent your diploma on the day of graduation. I remember it like yesterday. It was first of July. So the uh -huh. process was pretty long in that case because in university they usually accept very early. So was it like more pre-acceptance or how did it work? Uh, no, I think I think it was like um, the acceptance period is pretty long. It's just in Germany. I think they have like a different um, cycle of when a semester starts and when a semester starts in, in Latvia. So I was approaching like near the end of when I could apply, uh, when I actually got the diploma. And I just remembered again, like after I was done with all of those things in like the same day, like I was already like, we had a party for my graduation. Uh, all my family was in my apartment, but actually I was in my room by myself, like, you know, scanning all my documents with like a, an app just to send them on that night specifically so I could oh, wow. make the deadline. And like everyone was, you know, coming to my, to my place for a graduation party, but I was not on the event celebration. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a little sad. <laughs> well, I hope that you enjoyed it at the end. I mean, sure, sure, sure. sure. They, yeah. they understood, they understood. How, how, when did you have to move to Germany? How did the semester started? How did you find all that? Oh, I mean, thankfully, like I said, my, my brother was kind of already here. So I had sort of a place to stay and I knew sort of where to look up information. I feel like. A lot of international students coming from a lot of countries, like especially not from Europe, especially from like different continents, and, and especially even if their English is not that good, they just don't know where to look for this kind of information, where to find things about deadlines or like you know just services that you can get here. And it's actually pretty difficult for for new people, I found. But I, I had sort of an in, you know, I had the, somebody who had already been through that. I think that's really important. Um, so yeah, I, I basically, something like September, I guess, I just uh, flew to Germany, attended like a, you know, a preparatory class uh, here in German. Uh, it was really difficult. Wait, wait, you're studying your course in German? Yes. That's 
really impressive. You study mathematics. It's not that easy. It was impressive until uh, a year later I had to drop out because I was failing. Oh, <laughs> all things happen in life. But what I wanted to ask about your brother, he also studies in the same university you mentioned. Um, yes, at the time though, there's like different, uh, you know, parts of the university. Like he was studying in like a really far and distant like faculty. Uh, he was like like life sciences, um, like biotechnology. While I was studying, you know, mathematics and later computer science, it's like completely different places. Okay. Uh, so I had to travel pretty far um, to actually go to school, but it was still nice to, you know, live with my family. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But so, how was that course? Like you, you came there like before, so you prepared yourself. You were with other, like everyone spoke. You saw there, you were probably mostly with only Germans there. Yeah. So. It was a really interesting thing. Like the mathematics courses, for some reason, were like pretty much like everyone was like native German or Bavarian. And later, when I switched to to computer science, like that's not at all the case. Uh, but in mathematics, for some reason, you know, everyone was German. And and for them, I think it's in some degree like uh, a pride thing that they speak their own dialect uh, when talking in German. Like yeah, everyone sort of knows, you know, like the you know, high German Hochdeutsch, but still. They, they still prefer to speak their own dialect, and, you know, that's still a rocky territory to be in if you're a foreigner. Uh, you know, actually getting to know people, you know, just starting a conversation. It, it does get more and more difficult. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, they're all German. But, the, yeah, the courses themselves were not that, that difficult. I feel like the reason I failed was mostly just not because of German, because of but because of my own sort of mm, not preparedness when um, mm. coming to study, yeah. Well, maybe so, that wasn't for you, and that's fine as well. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are faced with this since you know at least I've talked to a lot of people coming from Eastern Europe to like you know universities like here. Um, the education level is is somewhat different, and you know. It does take you a long time to sort of catch up um, to actually, you know, the Germans, you know, they have their cool school system here and stuff. So it, it does take some time to get used to it. Um, but yeah, the whole thing of, of uh, sorry, it's just one year of suffering and then you're sort of, sort of there. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask how was the whole process of you dropping that course and oh. another? Oh, interesting. So, well, basically, we have some courses that you need to pass the first year, right? Um, and, well, um, I passed, like, one out of six courses. Uh, so, I was, like, I, I knew that uh, uh, I was going to be thrown out, uh, at least eventually. So, I thought, okay, I might as well you know, leave sooner, uh, join something else. So, I, I joined the sort of the computer science major, and I've been a lot happier since. That's uh, great because that like it sometimes has to happen the harsh way. Unfortunately, I had the same thing. I moved to Netherlands. I was dreaming about moving there, and I actually hated the sub the thing I was studying there. And then the whole environment went bad for me, and I decided to drop it. And now, when I started studying in London, I was much much happier. It was something I wanted, and like whatever was there wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. 
I have a question actually. I'm interested. What did you start studying? What did you take? European studies. It's uh, politics, uh, culture, eco, and uh, business all together, plus two, three languages on top. And every year, I think it like at least the next year, second year, it came another language. And I wanted to be a journalist, but I. I realized in university I hate politics. I just it's not for me. I dislike it a lot. Um, then I had no idea what to do, and uh, I was reading lots of books, watching lots of videos, trying to educate myself as much as I can to, by myself. And then I realized, okay, I want to give economics a try. Mm. And you've been happier since. Yes, and I also like British system the way they said. I didn't like exactly the that similar to Austrian so that's another story but I really love the British system how are they selling it's like really university university come very shortly there get very informative information and do mm-hmm. the rest on your own have you studied in a university in Latvia at all no yeah I, I only did for a little bit and I, I always found it interesting to sort of compare you know how they handle things in different countries uh, because, yeah, I think the main advantage of me sort of coming here and sort of, you know, uprooting my whole life was sort of the university. Um, but, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth it is the question? Never know. You never know until you try. But, yeah. but you, because I thought that you decided to go to University of Latvia, but you didn't. But you yeah, actually went. I went, for, I went for like three weeks. Wait, but then tell me this whole story. You cannot just skip it through, okay? (laughs) All right, all right. So, I mean, as I said, I applied to both, uh, to here and to back home. And uh, before I got accepted to to Munich, uh, I actually started studying in Latvian University, the, I think, mathematics and statistics uh, major. And, yeah, I mean, it's a completely different atmosphere. Really, like, you know, 50 people... And on like the first day, we went on this sort of like camping trip for three days uh, to just, you know, sort of an initiation ritual. And it was so fun. And you immediately like meet all these new people and bond with them. But um, for me, it was sad because I was already thinking I might be leaving. Um, so I had to, you know, tell everyone, you know, probably won't get to talk to you ever again. <laughs> but it was nice knowing you. <laughs> But, but how did you decide of leaving? Like, what was the reason for it? Well, I mean, I mean, I don't want to, I want, I don't want to talk down on anything in Latvia. But I mean, the education level is somewhat different, and sort of the budget as well uh, of of the studies. Uh, and on top of that, studying in Germany is for free. Um, most people, you know, studying in Latvia do have to pay for it. Um, so. You know, it was just a question of, you know, what am I paying for the education? How good is it? What are my opportunities afterwards? You know, because since I, I, I had done quite well in high school, I think it would, and also learn German, I think it would just make sense to sort of, you know, further my education in sort of a different manner. Uh, yeah, to me, I think it was like a difference between like an, a more easier path and sort of a, sort of a self-challenging route. Um, just sort of, you know, I could just, you know, get through this university in Latvia and like, you know, have have all my friends stay there, you know, and have all my family there and sort of um, 
you know, just get through it without much issue. But yeah, I knew already then that coming here would be extremely difficult. But you know, hopefully rewarding. Uh, well, I think it's brave. I think it's resume. brave, really brave to do that. So well done, I must say. I don't know, but uh, it's very because it was for you very hectic months. You just graduated. You had a little break. You went to university in Latvia, and then you just kind of drop it. Back to yourself as fast as you could and move to Germany? Basically, yeah, exactly. And yeah, one thing I wanted to mention actually, like I said, in, in the Latvian university, it was like we had a, like a, you know, a bonding event immediately. And then, you know, it's like a 50 people course, you know, you kind of start knowing everyone already in the first weeks. But for example, a contrast in computer science here, um, first semester, there's 1,500 people. And you go to like a lecture multiple times and you just sometimes never see the same person ever again. Uh, like, you know, it's just not personal at all. And it's, it's such a stark difference, I feel, you know. I think most people would go to study abroad for the university experience. Uh, but yeah, just some, some places don't really see it that way, I feel. They just, you know, you just kind of put on... A, Conveyor belt is like a student, like they give you everything you need, but like in the end you're sort of you know, a product that they've created and not exactly, you know, a university experience. Okay, no, for me it's a bit different because I study with loads of Austrians, mm-hmm. but I also, like we are, like here a lot of uh, Erasmus people and I don't have too many courses with them, I sometimes have with only one. Like mostly it's only one person I have courses with together and the rest are Austrians or Hungarians, which is also interesting because Hungarians often live still in Hungary and they commute every day. They oh, cross okay. like for me it's crazy. They cross border every day to go to because they live so close, it's only one hour. But in the uh-huh. head you cross the border to go to yeah. university. And they are oh, very yeah. welcoming because they see us as international students. And they're like, oh, nice, someone different than Hungarian or Austrian. And then they come and uh, specifically talk to us. Not all of the people, obviously, but some, they're like, wow, where are you from? How long are you going to be here? And then I'm sometimes surprised. I'm like, oh, well, I will be here one year. And, you know, I freeze. Sometimes I still speak. But for me, it's unusual because I'm used to that. So native natives, uh, how to say, locals. Right. Locals are usually together with other locals and they don't want other people to come, especially the ones that will just arrive here for a little short period of time. Mm. But they are not like here. It's not the case at all, maybe because we're in the countryside, not in the big city. I don't know. That's my experience at least. But because that's what I wanted to ask you as an international student, they don't have the same approach to you as we have here? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting contrast you mentioned because... Um, yeah, that, you know, the locals are so welcoming and maybe sort of even interested, like, oh, where are you from? Sort of excited to meet, you know, someone else. And, uh, well, I think here it's it's a bit different because there's so many, like, international people. It's like, you talk to someone, like, yeah, where are you from? Like, and that's like, oh, you say this country, oh, that's cool. Uh, I guess that's cool, I guess. Because, you know, you sort of expect everyone to be sort of from everywhere and, like, I guess it stops being as interesting to you. Um, but for me, I feel, yeah, you're right that, you know, 
I would say the local people, of course, are really nice and, and somewhat welcoming, but, you know, they do tend to form their own social circles where they can, you know, you know, be themselves, you know, be locals, just be German with German people. And I mean, that's fine. Just and be German. For, yeah. And same for also, you know, international people coming here, like, you know, the Spanish people who stick together, you know, or people who speak Spanish or, you know, things like that. Um, so we have the same here. We try to be more like blended, but it's true that Slovenians are together, Spanish are together, Belgians are together. But me, like, I don't have any, like, obviously, yeah, there is one girl in the university. There is one more girl in the university that is Latvian, actually, which really? is surprising because it's not the case. Like, I had one in Netherlands, one in London, and one here, but I'm not very close with her. So I go and blend in these groups. And I'm like, okay, but you speak English with me, okay? Because they often, you know, when you turn, you naturally start speaking your own language. But I really do take this as a respect, and they do speak English, which I appreciate so much. Mm-hmm. But it's the, it's hard. You really need to kind of not push, but you need to, I don't know, get out of the your box or whatever. You tell people, okay, I want to communicate with you, but please speak English because for them it's such a comfort zone. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean. I do, I do really appreciate when you know people who, you know, are kind of tolerant of you being from somewhere else. For example, at my work, um, you know, it's basically all German, but I applied to it as you know as an English speaker still. And now, like whenever, whenever there's a conversation in German, I just sort of come in the room, they switch to English, and I'm like, you don't have to do that. It's fine. I don't, you know, I want it on one hand. I, I really appreciate the effort, but on the other, it's like. You know, you don't have to always accommodate me and just be yourself. You know? But that's nice. I, I I completely respect them for that because I have experienced so many times when people just continue speaking their language, even though I'm there and even though I have asked politely, like, can you please speak in English? And they speak for two sentences and they turn back to their language. For me, it was always like, that's the reason like why I didn't learn French because at some point in France, I got annoyed like why do you invite me and they're like so you can learn and I, I just don't learn on purpose for this which I regret now not really regret everything happens for a reason I think and everything will happen their own timing but uh, yes that's how I looked at it but now when you mentioned this it's for me amazing that they really do respect you want you to be involved that's really polite yeah I, I really do like it Maybe it's just a consequence of my field, sort of uh, IT direction. Like everyone already sort of knows English very well. Uh, everything they do is in English. But I find that, yeah, probably not everyone has that privilege. And I imagine working in, like, having your first job in German in a different country, that seems just just difficult. Just really, really good to me. Yeah, I haven't really experienced that. So I have no idea. Do you want to talk about your job experience a little? My job experience. Uh, so, I, like I said, I mean, I had I had sort of a job back in Latvia, but it wasn't as serious. So here was, I guess, the first time I applied for you know a real job, and uh, you know, I thought, okay, I would be way more comfortable with English to start with. Maybe I'll switch to German at some point. So I just applied to jobs in, in English, and yeah, I applied every day to a new job. Uh, for like a few weeks until I finally, you know, got an offer. Uh, and 
yeah, I immediately started working in the next week, and it was it was quite nice actually. Um, I would say it's it's not as difficult as I imagined. At first, I was this was really this you know scary sort of thing, um, you know, I don't know, getting used to like the new company culture in a new country and things like that. But overall, I would say people have been very nice to me. I am very fortunate. In that. That's great. Are you combining university together with uh, your job? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't work that much. I, I work like half time, and the rest I just uh, study uh, or pretend to study. Uh, ah, there you go. <laughs> of course. <laughs> how often do you have university? How often are the classes? How long are they? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think in this university it's really flexible. You can just you know choose any courses you like, and as long as you sort of fill up the credits you need, you can graduate. But so. You can study for as long or as little as you like, but, you know, they give you a, a tremendous amount of responsibility, which, you know, of course, I wasn't ready for at the start. Uh, yeah, so you're sort of responsible for everything you do in your own studies. Um, there's nobody, you know, to hold your hand and, and something like that. So you might have, like, you know, two lectures or maybe three, three four lectures in a week. Um, then there's um, some, you know, tutorials you can go to, but like the rest of the time you're supposed to, you know, maybe not supposed to, but like you're expected to study for like three hours for every one hour of lecture. Um, like you're supposed to learn all of this yourself. The, the, the lecturers are there just to sort of introduce you to the subject or, or sort of, you know, give you some perspective from like an actual professional, from an actual, you know, professor. Uh, but yeah, like everything you have to do is basically by yourself. And, and it takes, I think, it took me a really long time to actually adjust to that because, you know, in school or like in other places, I feel, you know, they really try to teach you and they don't they don't go forward unless you get everything. But here it's just like, yeah, here's material. Uh, you came here to study, now study. Uh, and you just, you know, do it yourself. So, yeah. Um, now, for example, I'm, I would say, yeah, I have only a couple of courses and I'm doing my thesis and my job. And I would say I've finally found some sort of balance in my life, uh, as difficult as it was. That's great. That's really great. Like, uh, I would say I really love the way you explained your studies. I really love that way of studying much more mm -hmm. than going to school again, like, in high school, for example, and have that and a lot of work on top of it. And then you cannot combine other things in your life, like work. In other words, it was, for me, not that easy to get a job. Or here would be, if I would have like full, full-time student, I think it would be a bit more difficult. I would have to work over the weekends and all. But in England, they give me such so much freedom, very informative lectures. You come, you talk on tutorial, ask all your questions. There we get that support. And then you, you're on your own, but you have that tremendous amount of work by yourself, as you mentioned. Yeah, that's true. Like, I know some people in universities, even here, that just have, like, nine to, like, four their classes. And that's all they do every day, every weekday. And, like, afterwards, they're done. Like, in the evening, they're done. But, like, yeah, I would say for us, you know, you just have to do it on your own. I, I don't know, I feel like I prefer this, but, you know, it does sort of make it so that you don't have any sort of free time, 
you know, even on weekends, you should be studying. Even, you know, at any any living hour, you are thinking about what you should be doing, you know. At least for me, it's like that. I, I, I recognize it's probably not the healthiest mindset, but, you know, you got to get the job done somehow. It sounds like you're enjoying what you're doing. How, how is, is it true? Is it true? Ah. Is it true? Uh, good question. Because if you think about it in your free time, is it more like a pressure like that you need to get to deadlines or it's more like, oh, I'm thinking about it because I actually enjoy what I'm doing? Um, it's definitely more of the pressure and the deadlines. So oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, although sometimes it is interesting to sort of work on your own project and just for fun. But more often than not, it's just stress about getting everything done. Because, you know, at least for me, uh, I would say school is pretty demanding. And... Um, yeah, it does take most of your time. Uh, so I would, I don't know, from that I would say, when I was younger I thought, you know, everyone should go to university and everyone should do these things. And, you know, everyone should sort of go through this, you know, when I was younger, when I still had not attended any university. Uh, but now I feel, you know, I don't think any, everyone is, you know, cut out for this sort of thing. Uh, having to just study so much on your own and then maybe work on the side. I, I don't know. I would I would not recommend my younger self to even go to university. I would I would just you know just get a simple job, <laughs> just I don't know uh, work as a, but, a cleaner or something. I think that's a nice life to have. But it's also an experience to go to university, isn't it? It is an experience. It, it an experience is what I would describe it as. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean. The cleaner thing, I mean, it's kind of a joke, but still. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> but still, I do sometimes dream of a simpler life. And I would say, yeah, not everyone needs to go to university. Um, it is not for everyone. I believe some in some in some level, it's not for me. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I would just tell people to, you know, really consider if that's what they want, if that's what they want and what exactly they want to study. You know, take as much time as you need to figure your life out after high school before actually getting into anything. Um, as you know, there really is no point if you're unsure about it. There really is no point in starting something if you're not like really, really motivated. Because I, I feel completely like agree. I completely agree with this because, it, like both you and me, we both did something we didn't like. We had to drop and get to, on a new path. And me, myself, for example, also your course, I think it's pretty similar. I'm studying international business and economics and you're studying IT, right? Yeah. So these are the courses actually that you can learn at work. I, I'm trying not to demotivate some people, but it, for me, it was, I knew that once I graduate a job, I will do something different. They will teach me new ways, new strategies, all. But I wanted that student experience. I wanted to go through the, those learning processes. I wanted to experience because I knew that once I got to London, it will be a new country for me, new way of thinking, new perspectives, new everything. Once I got to Austria, also I took London because of the exchange programs. And once I came to Austria, I have again completely new life, completely new uh, people around me, environment, uh, ways of studying, and they have different perspectives. You learn so much just from people. I think I learn from that more often than from book. Like I, I wouldn't say books because books are the best education in my opinion. But 
it all yeah. depends on the book, depends on the book. I already <laughs> saw your reaction. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you can do on your own and from a job a lot itself. But yes, I agree. University is not for everyone. I wouldn't say that for doctors. Please don't take those notes because we need you guys. Or yeah. pilots or other professions. But such professions as ours, I agree with you. But for me, it was the experience. And I think deep down for you, it's too. It is. It's definitely. I mean, I basically, you know, came here uh, right as soon as I became an adult, and you know, I would say most of my formative years have sort of been these. And I would say all of who I am is, is has been shaped by by this experience. Like ninety nine percent. I I honestly can't even remember what I was like before I came here. Um, but yeah, the main advantage I would say of of studying abroad. Like you said, I think it's sort of the people. Like you, you, you just meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet, right? Or, or even in terms of studies, I, I something I found really, really interesting. Like, I'm taking this course, and and the professor is like an actual astronaut that's been into space. Wow! Like, and like you know, of course, you know, just you you wouldn't really meet those sort of people ever, you know, in your life. And it's really interesting to hear their perspective. And, you know, they're they're like what, why they chose the path they're doing, you know, and just their experience. And and I feel like, you know, studying abroad is sort of, you expose yourself to that. And like, yeah, the word expose, I feel, is really good in that, you know, it's, you know, two-sided, you know, you sort of make yourself vulnerable, but still, you know, you expose yourself to new experiences. Yes, that's great. So that's the best takeaway from you from the studying years. In, um, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Just you know, the people, both your you know, sort of your peers, they're you know, completely different from at least what I knew in my childhood. Like com- the you know, completely different backgrounds, and also you know, like professors or like the the people here who you know teach you. In my case, you know, in university. But yeah, just the people you meet. I would say that's the most important thing. Nice. I completely agree with you. It's so uh, if we don't have we surrounded ourselves with the people that we actually enjoy that are changing our lives for the better, we don't have the same experience and we often feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. I wanted to ask, how long are you still going to study? How long is your course still going to till the graduate? Oh, um, so I'm, I'm planning on finishing sometime soon, like um, maybe in the summer. Um, so like maybe six, six more months, something like that. Um, since I'm finishing up my bachelor's thesis right now, but I, I think I think I will be starting masters as well, either here or or a different country somewhere, you know, in Europe or something. But it's all still all up in the air. But I'm definitely doing my masters as well. Uh, of that, I'm sure. All right. So while you're still staying in Munich at least till the summer, what is the one thing you're looking most forward to? Uh, for the summer, hmm, good question. Well, I don't know if you know, but in in uh, in Germany, there's or in Munich specifically, there's like October. Yes. And it's been canceled, like I think the past two times. And I'm hoping, you know, now that you know, in here, Corona is like starting to die down a bit. I'm hoping in spring they do sort of one of these things, or in the summer, and you know, to go there again, because I feel like that's the most special sort of thing you can do. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, actually getting to experience you know, German culture. Yeah, uh, exactly. 
And then one more thing, yeah, like like I said, like I would like to try, you know, to to integrate myself more in like the local society, you know, speaking German, you know, you know, taking part in their traditions and things like that. Since I feel like I have been neglecting that a little bit in my time here. And I think it would be good, you know, no, to now it's yeah, to show some respect to the country I'm in. Mean. And now is the right time to do it because if uh, if you're by any chance leaving the country, going somewhere else, like now you have those months to really improve yourself. That is true. That is true. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited actually. I'm pretty excited to what the future will bring. Oh, I'm excited for you too, and I hope that next time when we will have you have more stories to tell. And uh, all right. Wrap this up today. I want to say thank you very much for participating in Twenties and Abroad podcast. It was a pleasure to have you here. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here, and uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, everyone, uh, you know, stay safe uh, and uh, stay uh, hustling. <laughs> exactly. And so we'll see what the next episode will hold for us. So see you guys for the next episode. Bye. Bye bye.